0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Aren't you thankful for that touch? Brother Jerry, this morning, Brother Jerry Herndon asked us, do we remember where we were? Amen. I, oh, I remember. My, I remember. I remember. And I don't ever want to forget that. I want to revisit it. I want it to be a monument in my life, a monumental moment. I want to build something right there. And I want to talk about it again and again and again. You can be seated. What an honor to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I've, I love what I feel and I appreciate what I feel in this house and ask the Lord to be our strength here this morning. In Jesus' name, we've been blessed. We've been blessed by the Spirit of the Lord and by the Word of the Lord. Amen, I have perhaps an admonition in my heart today to share with you and we just ask the Lord to help me convey uh, somehow the sentiments of my heart in just a few moments. I don't think we should ever underestimate the power of words and the power of God being able to use mere humanity to be able to speak his word. He chose, as you know, through Scripture, the Bible teaches us that He chose through the foolishness of preaching to save them. And um, when we think about that, that is not a disparaging remark, certainly against the ministry or the power of the preached word. <clears throat> but when we think about <clears throat> when we think about the preached word in comparison to the task at hand, how could we possibly say something with our lips? How could we possibly twist our intellect in such a fashion that God could use that? I have shared a couple of things through the years and and what I would like to share today is I pray would just be received as a testimony. This is certainly not a boast in any shape, form, or fashion. But we are brought to certain moments in time where we realize that God just needs a vessel. That is all. He just needs a vessel. It was many years ago now, but my wife and I were out of state preaching and in the course of that one service that night, we had been introduced to a man um, that uh, that was, uh, his wife really came to the church and not him. And uh, but he just happened to come at her invitation that night and <clears throat> in the course of our introduction, he stated that... Um, when I asked him just trying to be conversational what he did for a living he was um, he was the night manager of a grocery of a 24-hour grocery store in the course of that con- same conversation he said that he was leaving their church to go to work and um, the service was over and we went home and and uh, or to where we were staying and about two o'clock in the morning the Lord woke me up and I Just felt impressed of the Lord like I had never felt at that particular time to get up and go to the grocery store and talk to that man. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you, I struggle with that just a little bit. I'd love to tell you that I just bolted out of the bed and got dressed and said, Yes, Lord, if that's what you'd have me to do, I'm your humble servant. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of logistical things in my mind that seemed to be a few obstacles. Uh, How do you make up a reason why you're there at 2 o'clock in the morning or in the grocery store? And uh, so I I did, in in fact, get dressed and went down to the store, and there wasn't a whole lot of foot traffic at that time of day. And he happened to be in a little, it was pretty common back then to see this in grocery stores, to be a little elevated portion of the store and that was where the managers worked and sat and so when I walked in he he uh, kind of notion nodded acknowledged at least that I was there I walked up and down the aisle I didn't know what to do I was absolutely there on faith blind faith at least in my mind not God I don't mean that against the Lord but it was just blind faith And I'm walking up and down the aisle and I'm just thinking any minute something you know I mean, I've read about things in the Bible, that, and I just keep thinking that any moment something so spectacular is going to happen. And um, if the Bible were ever to be rewritten, I realize that I'm going to be one of the characters in this story. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. And uh, and so I'm, I'm going up and down the aisle, and, and nothing, absolutely nothing is happening. And uh, I picked up a few items that you can always use you know and just making up something to do and I into the into the checkout line and in my mind I'm being very serious I'm saying okay lord <laughs> I've done all I know to do I mean it's time for you to step in I checked out paid for those <laughs> few items and and I'm on my way out the door and 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 uh, when I got to the little automatic thing you step on and the door opens up I heard him say hey preacher and I looked up where he was sitting and he said, do you have just a minute? And uh, of course, you know, this is that moment. And uh, we go off to a little side room and and uh, and he starts sharing with me his background. And, and, um, and I, I'm, I'm not embellishing this for the sake of anything. I'm not 1% embellishing this at all. That it just seemed like everything I went to say, I had it in my head what to say and when it came out, it just came out gibberish almost it just and i even when I'm saying it, I'm thinking wow that didn't even make sense and and everything that he is saying I'm I'm responding to that but in no way at all did it make sense and in just a few moments of conversation he quite abruptly just ended the conversation it was very curt and uh, very awkward and uh, I've, I've got to go back to work now and, and uh, kind of thing I thanked him for his time and, and away we went about 18 months went by before we ever went back to, to speak and minister at that church and when I walked in um, that night I was standing in the foyer and a man come walking across the parking lot carrying a baby and uh, when he walked in I thought he looked a little familiar but I'd met several people between that time and, and then and, and he come walking up to me and, and he was just glowing and he said you remember me and he extended his hand and he introduced himself and I did in fact remember him and and uh, he began to, to just share tearfully about how the Lord had changed his life and he had received the Holy Ghost and, and been coming with his wife to church and bringing their family. And then he said these words. He said, there was just something about what you said that night. And he has no idea the real struggle that I had spent in 18 months of what I said that night. And it just underlined for me that God really didn't need me. He just needed a voice. And so what I had to say didn't make sense to me, but you see, God was saying something to him. And I wonder how many of those moments that we have, that we have encountered in our life where we just didn't have any idea what the Lord was doing. We didn't have any idea what he may have been up to. And how that he was just looking for a vessel, just someone to use us. And I think the issue for me, at least in that particular scenario, was was some preconceived idea of what is going to happen right here in this moment in time. But you see, God was doing a work that he just needed me for a tool. And he just reached in the tool chest and he picked me up and he used me for just a few moments and then he put me away. Now, God in his grace did not owe me that second encounter. By no stretch of the imagination did God owe me that second encounter. But I am very thankful that he did because I have not only shared this with this congregation a few times, but I've shared it several times because I think it's imperative that we understand that God is just looking for the church to do what? To to be what? And I think that sometimes we are in pursuit of that what? What is it? that we are supposed to be, try to do, what, uh, what is it that God is mandating of us in this hour. I believe there are a few essential things that we must do. I think that we must be prepared. I think that we cannot ever afford to come to church without a plan, of course. And, and um, in every service that we have here, we have an idea of where we're going. We have an idea of what we're going to do. We know who's going to sing. We know what songs are going to be saying. Ironically enough, we even know what key they're going to be singing in. And uh, we know who's going to sing a special. Who's going to make an announcement? Who's going to do this or who's going to do that? Certainly, we know who is going to be speaking. And these people have not been selected just mere moments before the service, uh, where it was time for the service to take place. But there was a plan in place. But across across the service schedule that every one of our leaders receive uh, there are, there are there's in red it says uh, diagonally across that page unless the lord moves otherwise because you see that in red that diagonal that diagonal message that means more to us than anything we this is what we are planning to do but, Lord, we realize that we're just, a, we're just something in your hand. We're just a tool. And we need to be ready in at at a moment's notice to let your power and your spirit speak something to us and speak through us. Now, I know it would be really easy for everybody here today to say, well, that happened to you because you're a preacher or a pastor, you're this or that. But I really believe that God is speaking today, speaking today. And I believe that we can hear his voice and be responsive to that voice. Amen. And we can allow the hand of God to use us. In an, in an incredible way, not just if we had to get it all done. That's an overwhelming task to think about being a witness and to reach the lost. And it's an overwhelming task to understand that God has called us to impact our world, wherever your world may be, and to impact those in your sphere of influence. But if we thought for one moment of time that we had to get all of this done in a couple of hours on Sunday or in an hour, hour and a half on Wednesday, That would be incredible pressure to try to operate under. But you see in truth that that when we walk out of these doors, we are all called... To minister and to reach to those around us. To speak the words that God would have us to speak into their life. And, and when I say that, speaking something into someone's life, that sounds a little super spiritual. But I promise you that sometimes it just may be the power of God ministering through you. You may not sense something super spiritual. You may not sense something supernatural going on. But if we could just let the power and the voice of God speak through us. We live in a hurting world. There is absolutely no doubt that about that where people are seemingly adrift in many, many areas of their lives. We meet people who seem to have goals, but inside, uh, inside there's no spiritual direction and there is no spiritual guidance. And so what do these people need? I believe that they need a church. Amen. I'm not talking about just a program or a system or a class or this or that but i believe they need a church a body of people a people that have a relationship with god a walk with god and they didn't that walk with god didn't uh, didn't just wasn't just cultivated a couple of hours ago but it was seed that was planted in the soil of their heart a long time ago and they're tending to that and they're moving and asking the lord to touch them and strengthen them and so i would pray that we would never lose our heart for the gospel and never lose our heart for the lost Amen. He died for our sins. He died for one and for all. And so it is imperative that we do not allow uh, that we do not allow the things and the issues of life to have us so desensitized that we lose the value of one soul. We lose the value of one person. I I heard uh I heard brother James Kilgore just uh, some time ago share This story when I think it was he that asked a surgeon, nevertheless, a heart surgeon was asked. He was asked, he said, "Do, Do you ever worry about getting to the place in your life that you lose the sensitivity in your fingers or you lose the sensitivity in your hands to be able to perform heart surgery? Does that ever cross your mind? Do you ever think about what if I lost the sensitivity of my hands or the sensitivity of my fingers? and could no longer perform the surgeries that are necessary to save lives. Without hesitation, the surgeon said, I've never once considered losing the feeling in my fingers or losing the feeling in my hands, but I have considered losing the feeling in my heart for the patients that I deal with every day. I wanna feel what they feel. I wanna I wanna walk where they walk. I wanna understand the weight of their plight. And I wanna understand exactly what it is that they're going through. And so I would ask us today, are we worried about losing our talent? Are we worried about losing our ability? Are we worried about losing our title? Are we worried about losing a role or a responsibility? Or are we more concerned about losing our passion for the heart of people? Our compassion for people that are going through things and without understanding that without the grace of God or but for the grace of God, there go I. And and, and we can paint this way beyond the lines of just whether or not someone is saved or lost just way beyond the lines of whether or not someone has the Holy Ghost or doesn't have the Holy Ghost but we could ask the Lord to help us to be sensitive to the people in this world that are walking through situations where there seems to be and perhaps in some instances there is no answer that God would help us to pray with that kind of pressing in our spirit not just oh Lord touch the Smith family or the Jones family just in general but I pray God if I lose a title or if I lose an ability don't let me lose my passion and my compassion and my heart for those around me who need to know the power and the the saving power of the gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. I need the Lord. I need Him. I, I don't need. I, I'm thankful for what we get or get out of this service today, and I'm thankful for what we will take home from this service. But I need the Lord. And if I thought for a moment that I had to leave Him here when I leave, if I thought for a moment that we're going to turn all of this off, just like we're going to turn the lights off in this building, and that my only hope is when we come back on Wednesday to try to resurrect this feeling, I would be of all men most miserable. But my hope and my consolation and my trust is in this. While we are having a great time here together, time is going to mandate us to part ways and walk into our own respective roles and responsibilities of life. But you know what? What I have felt here today, what I have experienced here today, that's going home with me. Amen. I'm going to take that home. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to nurture that. I'm going to feed that, I'm going to water that I'm going to take care of it the scriptures that were shared with us today I hope we made a note of those in our heart or maybe a literal note to say I want to go back and look at that again I want to share that again I want to see that again because I want that to grow in my heart I want that to cultivate in my heart, why? Because it's not enough to just be a Sunday Christian or a Wednesday child of God we have got to be an everyday if we are going to be an effective church, amen, if we're going to be an effective church, we've got to be a spiritual church, now, we've done all sorts of things through the years, and I don't regret uh, any of them, well, may, maybe a couple of things through the years, we've, we wouldn't try again, but but we've tried all sorts of things that uh, maybe to, to uh, Sunday school uh, attendance, uh Challenges to try to increase our, our attendance for a day and, and and different things of that nature. There's nothing wrong with that and we will probably do that again in our future, I'm sure. But I'm gonna tell you, I believe that we have been on a quest to not just get more bodies in the building, but I believe we have been on a quest to work on the bodies that are already here. Amen, and say, God, make of us more than we have ever been. Stir us greater than we have ever been stirred before. Not, not just mood for a moment, not just stirred for a few days or even a few weeks, but I pray, God, let something take place in our heart. I said this Wednesday night that habit will take us, Brother Dean said that habit will take us further than desire, and that is so true. Our desires get stirred up, but our desires can be met. Our desires can be cultivated, and that desire can be quieted, but I want to get into the habit. Amen. I want to be a prayer. I want to be a person of prayer. I want to get in the habit of getting into the word of God. I want to be in the habit of coming to the house of God. Every time these doors are open, I want to get into the house of the Lord. I want to have that desire. I didn't say this in prayer this morning to say this today, but I was thanking the Lord just this very morning. I thank you for not just giving me the Holy Ghost, but I thank you for putting a desire in my heart to serve you. Amen, a desire to be in church, a desire to be in prayer. I'm not telling you that I haven't had to push at times to do all of the above. Amen, but I say, Lord, I thank you for the desire. I thank you for the want to. I'm not here under duress this morning. (laughs) I wasn't mad when I woke up and realized it was Sunday and I was gonna have to niche a little bit out of my schedule to come to the house of the Lord. I'm not upset to think about how many hours of my day this day may cost me. No, no, no. I wanna be like David and say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful today as I've ministered about in times past that when the Lord said to the to the disciples when they were on Mount Olive, And it was time for him to to leave. It was the culmination uh, uh, of of the outpouring of the spirit or at least the threshold, the leading up to it when he told them on the Mount of Olives to go into Jerusalem and tarry until they were endued with power from on high. The Bible said it was a Sabbath day's journey. It was just a half day's journey. We know that others when they were coming to Jerusalem because they were coming to pay their taxes and different things of that nature that when they were coming all All of them didn't just journey from Mount Olive. Some of them came as far away as from Egypt. They had a long way to walk, a long way to travel, Days and nights. Amen. And I was so thankful. Amen. So thankful that when the Lord gave me a chance to turn my life toward Him, I'm glad that I hadn't gone so far away from Him and drifted so far away from Him that it was just a Sabbath day's journey. But I want to talk to anybody this morning that might feel like you're in Egypt. Amen. It may be a long way home for you, or you may feel like it's a long way home for you. But I make a commitment to you on behalf of this church. We're going to help you carry. The baggage. We're going to help you. We're going to help you make that journey. This is not a trip you're going to have to make alone. How are we going to do that? Amen. We're going to do that by every means possible, but I'll tell you the main way we're going to do that is that we're going to get on our face before the Lord and we're going to call your name, not in 30 seconds of prayer, but we're going to build a bridge between the chasm, amen, of where you feel like you are and where you desire to be. We're going to build a bridge, and the only thing I ask you to do is get on that bridge and walk. Amen. Just turn toward Him and let the power of the Holy Ghost and let the anointing of the Spirit. Move and minister and restore. And so I'm preaching to all of us today. If you need a closer walk with the Lord, amen, we're going to pray for you to do that. Amen. If you need a closer walk with God, we're going to commit ourselves to that. But I need somebody that'll just do more than get excited now and say, Yes, we will. I need you to say, Yes, we will tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Amen. I need you to say, Yes, we will. Amen. On Tuesday night and go to your prayer closet and say, Today, God, we're asking you. To Let those that are struggling Let them get closer to you today We're asking you today God Those that may be finding themselves Weary in the journey We pray for strength in the Holy Ghost Amen let's clap our hands Praise God Praise God He just needs a vessel He just needs a vessel. It's been said so many, many times that God is not looking for ability. He's just looking for availability. And nothing could be more true. Because God will call us and then oftentimes equip us. Amen. He certainly will. That doesn't negate any responsibility that we may have to certainly apply ourselves to the journey, not as wanting to leave the impression that God's just going to throw something in our lap that we don't have to do anything about. But if we can just make ourselves available to Him and just say, you know what, I, I may not be able to do that, but I can do this. And, and don't let anything be too small or too menial. Don't let anything be beneath you. But say, Lord, whatever you'd have me to do, give me a servant's heart because I want you to know today that I have watched people serve their way into an absolute place of usability in the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, some of the people that I know that are the greatest, the most greatly used of God are servants. You may view them from a completely different pinnacle because of the things that they've been able to accomplish by the hand of God but if you peel back all what you may deem a success you will find a real servant a real servant amen as a matter of fact that's what Jesus came to do he didn't come to be served but he came to serve those were not just idle words he proved that He proved that when he donned himself in a towel and washed the feet of those. He proved that. I ask you today as this church to help us not get so caught up in the mechanical aspect of all of this that we lose the fact that we're here to pray a prayer and to lift up feeble hands and to strengthen those, establish their ways. Amen. I'll ask you to stand today. The Apostle Paul... Many times, many times. sometimes said it, other times alluded to it. But in his letters to the epistles, his letters were not, were not just letters of sheer communication. It was, it was not just relegated to a superficial conversation. But Paul's letters were to encourage, sometimes to correct, but really his letters were to encourage and to solidify the steps of those wonderful saints of God in all those churches and those cities. And so if I could leave anything with us today, it would be that to let the power of the Holy Ghost establish our steps. Because it won't matter if you're living for God today you're not living for him five years from today. Amen. I have a good friend. I'd like to think I have several good friends, but I have a good friend, and we were, we were talking about, um, i trying to figure out how to share this. We were we were talking about different, I guess, levels of what we may deem success in the lives and the ministries of people, and and you would just have to know the humility of this man. I don't want you to mistake what is being said. And he said, "You you know," he said, "I kind of feel pretty ordinary. I kind of feel pretty common." He said, I, I'm, I'm not a musician and I'm, I'm not a singer and, and I'm, I'm probably not the best organizer and probably not the best administrator and I'm probably not this, that, and this, and that. He said, but i, but I tell you what I, I think I did do. He said, I went to a city at the unction of God with my family and we established a church. And we've been there for decades. Amen. That's probably not as flashy as, you know, maybe somebody else's resume. Probably didn't take up near as much ink and paper as somebody else's. He was not. This is this man has built a tremendous church. This is not false humility. But it just kind of snapped everything into perspective for me. When he said that, it took my mind back to a district board meeting, and many of you know the name. If you do not know Brother Paul Welch, you know the name, Brother Paul Welch, the old Welch's son, pastored many, many years in Pensacola. So, for the last many years, Brother Paul Welch has been an honorary district board member, and and. Uh, his health has been failing, and in, in, in recent years, and the last several meetings that he went to, he's not all that, all that uh, outspoken anyway. But he's just one of those men, Brother Kenny Townsend. When he says something, you just you just when he clears his throat to say something, you just kind of want to lean in because this is probably going to matter, even though he's not self asserting at all. And so one day he said. Uh, we were kind of in between things and he just he just said, Gentlemen, I want to tell y'all something. Well, I mean the, the the room grew still. He said, I believe there are three keys to revival. Well, man, you got a room full of pastors. And we're picking up our pen because man, we want to get this. We want to get this if there's three keys to something. So he just kind of draws us in. And he said those three keys are stay stay stay. I know I'm not talking to a room full of pastors today. But if you want to if you want to solidify something in your walk with God, there's three keys. Just get in this thing and stay stay stay. Stay when it's a beautiful day? Stay when it's fun? Stay when you think that this is the greatest thing that ever happened in your life. Stay on those days when you're not so sure about it. Stay on those days when you walk home with mud on your boots. Just stay. Just say, Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm in this. I'm in this. I am in this. Amen. I, I, maybe you think I'm just rambling today, but hopefully the Lord is just speaking. Amen. I'm going to go home today in faith that the Lord would just say something in our heart, speak something into our lives. Amen. I want to just...
0: This message has been brought to you today by the Media Ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic